yung, yung podcast mo ito, may mga sound effects ko. Yung mga Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of Tawalets. I hope everybody's being safe, staying at home, washing your hands, or if you can't stay home, you're going out with your masks and the required face shields. I know a lot of people are actually really pissed about the face shields being a requirement, but you know what? I'm not against it. It's it's better to be extra careful than not careful at all. And I think that a lot of people haven't been taking this seriously. So the added face shield is just an extra precaution. It's not that bad. I mean, hindi naman ako nahihilo when I wear it. It's fine. So what's been going on with me since the last episode? Well, oh my gosh. I got bitten by the BTS bug really badly. The reason I got into it is because they released a video last week and a friend sent it to me and said, hey, you know, this video of BTS got 4 million views in one day. And then on the second day, it got 120 million views. So I had to check it out. And I did. And I do not regret it. It has only been one week. And guys, not only do I know all their names, not only do I have a favorite, which I find out, pala, you, you, you call them a bias. You don't call them a favorite. Not only do I have that, I even bought merchandise within one week. And you know what? I'm not even ashamed. I'm not. I'm not. They are very talented. If you don't know BTS, you should by now. They are amazing and good looking. And yeah, that's what's been taking up all my time, all my time. If I'm not working, I'm listening to them or watching their videos. Anyway, um, our next guest is actually very, very exciting because I met this guest on another podcast that I'm a part of, which you can check out, Dead Air, a horror podcast. It's a horror podcast. Anyway, I met this guest there and immediately I feel like we clicked. He's a funny guy and just really, really easy to talk to. Um, I also heard about his movie before. I still have not seen it, and I will. I will. After this episode, I'm going to be watching it. It's called Blue Bostamante. I learned a lot about the local film industry and what it's like to have to direct comedy here in the Philippines. And I hope you guys have as great a time listening to this as I did interviewing him. So our next guest is director Miko Livello. All right, so direct Miko, welcome to Tawalets. Yay. Hello, hello. Can audience. Salamat. Can yeah. <sighs> Salamat that you have made time for me. So, <laughs> since comedy podcast ito, my first question is, what has been making you laugh recently? Kahit oh. ano, situations, shows, anything you've seen. Alam mo, kasi now I'm working at home. Nakababad lang yung family guys sa Netflix. Never ko siyang pinanood. As in, parang yun. ano? Yung sa white noise uh, lang. Mas pangisang misa uh, pag nag-work ka, bila may, may joke siyang sabihin. Mapapatingin ko siya parang, sa balik ko na siya. I mean, you don't watch it for the story. You watch it for like the dumb jokes naman. The, kung ano yung mga pinagtatawa. The writing. Naman. The writing. Tapos nagulat ako na may episode nga pala sila with the Simpsons. Na parang... Crossover? Oh, yeah, yeah. As in, pumunta silang Springfield. As in, with... Tapos nagsuntukan si Peter Griffin and si Homer Simpson. So parang, oh man, ba't di ko alam ito? Ako rin, hindi ko alam na may crossover episode. Although sobrang fan ako ng Simpsons ever since. Hindi lang diba? ako updated. Yeah. Ako na na. Kasi it's ongoing eh. 
Diba? Mas parang, I mean, nakahirap na maganap ng episodes na legally downloaded or streaming. <laughs> so, parang, sa mind ko na sabi ko, ah, pag nagkaroon ng Disney+, Plus I'm gonna watch it there. Kaya lang wala pang Disney+, eh, well, Plus dito. Wala pa dito. Yeah. One day, one Boom. day. So, you're a fan of the writing of Family Guy. Actually, lahat naman ng sketch comedy, I'm a fan. Mas, mas gusto ko yung kabubuhan ng Family Guy kaysa sa Simpsons. Kasi Simpsons, minsan story yung talaga sinusundan ko dun eh. I mean, parang Family Guy, para siyang sketch comedy, sketch comedy, where Simpsons is a narrative form na comedy. So, Totoo. Each store, each episode of The Simpsons, may kwento kasi. Yeah. Tapos, I remember uh, reading... <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I I remember reading that nanalo yung Simpsons ng award for best Christian family values portrayal. Something like that. It's nagulat ako, huh? Simpsons? Pero they pointed out that it's very family-oriented. Yeah. Very good value. Si Bart lang yung pasaway, but all in all, it's wow, very good value. So. Tsaka kahit, kahit, oh, okay. kahit gano'n siya ka-stupid, by the end, meron siyang parang biglang... Oh, and magayakapan sila. May ganun pa rin. I mean, kahit hindi ganun ka-cheesy, meron parang lesson. Tapos mm-hmm. parang feeling ko na perfect ng modern family yung ganun klaseng concept ng com- stupid humor pero may puso sa, sa dulo. Parang kung Simpsons naging live action, feeling ko modern family yung style. Oh. I don't know. It's just, That's interesting. You know, I mean, I love modern family. Natapos mo na ba siya? Hindi ko pa naman yung last season. Uh, kasi parang pag, parang pag pinanood ko siya, parang wala na. Wala na ako i-look forward. So, hinihintay ko na lang na paglimabas siya sa Netflix natin para at least meron akong looking forward. Yeah. I actually feel that way about a lot of comedy shows. Yung ayaw ko siyang tapusin kasi parang, oh no, community, hindi ko pa natatapos. Are you no, a fan? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Marami akong kwento sa kanya dahil... Siya yung naging basis ko for writing series. Really? Yeah. In, wow. Community kasi, napanood ko lang during the pandemic. So, sobrang new fan lang ako ng community. But, trivia, <laughs> mga seven years ago, nakainuman ko si Dan Harmon. Whoa. No way. Fine, huh? Yes. Um, kasi meron akong crush na nag improv Nasa whose line is it anyway siya? Ganun. Pumunta akong LA. Oh and then, stinostock ko yung crush ko na improviser. Sabi ko, oh my God, may show siya dito. Harmon Town. So, punta kami ng friend ko. We have to watch, what? we have to watch. Nasa Harmon Town yeah, siya? So, yeah! So, nanood ako ng Harmon Town. Live. Right. Parang may live performance sila. Nanood ako. So, stinostock ko yung crush ko. And then afterwards, sabi ng buong cast, we're gonna be drinking in this bar. So, if you want to join us, you can come. Eh, yung friend ko, fan ni Dan Harmon. Tapos sabi niya, Arin, magpa-picture ka dyan. Bakit? Hindi ko siya kilala. Magpa-picture ka dyan. You will see. You will see na importante siyang tao magpa-picture Down ka dyan. Down the line. picture ako. <laughs> Down the line. So, sinundan namin sila. And he was nice. As in, siya pa yung nangungulit sa amin. Hey, 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 drink with us. Tapos nag-uusap kami. He was interested to know about the Philippines. Ganon. And then, ngayon ko lang na-realize, oh my God. That's Dan Harmon. Stan Harmon. Or hindi mo naisip na baka diniskartihan ka pala ni Dan Harmon ng time na. <laughs> so tell me about the Philippines. <laughs> Maybe I should visit. Will you host me? <laughs> Ganun pala yun. Pero sobrang na-amaze ako on how Dan Harmon writes his stories. 
I mean, maliban sa, syempre, Rick and Morty yung parang pinaka, ano niya ngayon, like, the biggest thing is that, nanapanood ko yung community kasi parang, na-mind-blown ako when it comes to what you can do in a series or show. Kasi, I mean, ngayon nanapanood man yung community, diba? parang, they broke mm-hmm. all the rules uh, sa series. Like, minsan nag-fourth nag- wall sila, minsan pinabali nila yung format ng isang episode na hindi siya yung parang pare-pareho every episode. Tapos parang mm-hmm. siya yung parang cartoons na naging series for me. And yes. dahil doon, kaya ako nasulat yung series ko sa Digital 5 nun. Uh, I made this show called Tanods. And community was my skeleton for that. Na parang I wanted, wow. I wanted to do something na simple lang yung topic na barangay tanod. Pero pinaglalaroan ko every episode na may kung ano-anong katarantaduan na nangyayari. So, <laughs> I oh. love that. Kasi parang wala siyang pake. That's what I liked about community. Wala siyang pake. I don't care. I don't care kung mamamatay ito in this episode. Pero in this episode, pa nasunod siya. Tapos <laughs> <laughs> kahit continuity. Hindi, meron silang... Kasi after watching it, sa YouTube meron yung mga like Easter eggs in community. Hindi ko lang if you tried watching it. Tapos meron silang ginawang... Meron sila isang ginawang genius na hindi ne- ko napansin. Tapos kailangan ko siyang balikan. Na they, they had the Beetlejuice joke. I, I, alam mo ba ito? Hindi. Okay, so sa throughout season 1, 2, 3 yata, per season, sinabi nila yung Beetlejuice ng one time. So by the time ng... Eh, di ba joke ng Beetlejuice? Pag mo three times, lalabas si Beetlejuice. Three times. Yeah. So sa season 3 yata, yung Halloween episode nila, nung binanggit ni... Alison Brie yung Beetlejuice. Lumabas si Beetlejuice sa likod. <laughs> yung character? Oh, yeah. Kasi di ba Halloween naman eh. So nakakostume yung mga uh-uh. tao. Ganyan. So may nakakostume ng Beetlejuice na dumaan sa likod. Kasi sinabi yung... So sobrang what? Ikaw lang. Yeah. <laughs> yung build up yung all build the way up, to that. Yes. <laughs> Para siyang... Ganda. Fan ako ng mga ganun jokes eh. Pag, may, pag, pag na-build up siya ng maayos tapos na-pull off siya. Para siyang like mm-hmm. fine wine na parang Ah, ang ganda na nung pagka, pagkakagawa. I agree kasi parang nakikita mo na talagang pinag-isipan siya. Hindi siya patapon na sinulat lang yeah. na whatever. It was really thought about from season to season. Parang siyang brilliant dumb joke. Parang ganun sila. <laughs> Naakala mo parang bobo-bobo lang. Pero if you think about how they mount it or how they pulled it off, parang ah, galing ah. Hindi ko naisip. Galing. Yeah. So yes. Aside from community, where else do you get ideas for the things that you write? Oh man, because uh, uh, when I was a kid, I grew up watching literally TV. But I was more into the Pinoy sitcoms before. Because I was into the Pinoy sitcoms before. Because I was and fun fact, yung, alam mo yung building ng body and soul ko sa nag-zoom in yung camera. Uh-huh. Yung, may gym sa ilalim nun. Doon kami nag-gym dati nun. <laughs> Tapos nag-gym lang kami nun kasi sabi namin, ah, ito yung building ng body and soul. <laughs> Ganun <laughs> lang siya. Pinag-iayabang. <laughs> and then, meron akong uh, experience kasi before na yung dad ko was best friends with Isko Moreno or as we know Ooh. him as Broad Pit. Yorms. No, no. Ah, Broad Pit. Broad Pit, sorry. Kala ko. No, no, yeah. Ayos ko. Pero si, yung, yung si Broad Pit, writer mm. siya before na, 
Shit. Ano yung uh, sitcom Dolphin na... Uh, um, Home Along the Riles? No, like yung unang-una pa niya. Uh, oh. Shit. I'm so ashamed na nakalimutan ko yung name. <laughs> Basta yung sitcom nila before, siya yung writer noon. Tapos nung, nung bata ako, nagiinuman yung writer na yun sa bahay. Dad ko, ganyan. Tapos nung nalaman ko na siya yung writer doon, ginagawa ko, nagsusulat ako ng jokes. Tapos magpapresent ako sa kanya ng jokes na baka pwedeng ilagay niya doon sa show. As in, ang, ang babaw lang ng mga jokes ko sa kanya na para oh, baka magustuhan ni Dolph itong joke na to at sabihin sa kanya. So, bata ka palang nagpipitch ka na ng mga ideas? Ako yung ano eh, tipong pag may sarabihan mo ako ng joke, ibabaon ko yun para yung pag may na-meet ako ng new set of friends. Uy, alam mo ba yung ganitong joke na ganyan? <laughs> Masyado na fascinated with humor and the whole structure of writing comedy. Have you ever considered performing it in front of the camera or on stage? I was this close to doing uh, open mic for Comedy Manila. Solid okay? Before uh, pa. Before pa. Before, before that. Before the whole most venue. Yung tomato cake pa sila before. Mm-hmm. Nagpupunta lang ako ng event nila. Tapos yung, yung manonood ako, tapos parang, alam mo yung, ayoko pa, ayoko. Pero, parating umatro sa bante hanggang sa never ko na siyang nagawa. Tapos, luckily, pagdating, pagtagal, naging friends ko yung ibang stand-up comedians, like si Red Olero, si mm-hmm. Victor Anastasio. Pero parang feeling ko masyado na matanda para to do stand-up. I mean, ngayon na, oh, hindi, oh. Na, ngayon na feeling ko na parang super ready na ako. Biglang nangyaring wow. COVID. So parang, okay, hindi <laughs> talaga, hindi talaga pwede <laughs> Ang hassle. Baka COVID came para mag-prepare ka pa ng content. Prepare ka pa. Or ginagamit ko na siya excuse para huwag ko na talagang gawin. <laughs> parang, Actually, I felt the same way kasi solid okay. Friends ko rin yung mga yun eh. At matagal na nilang sinasabi, ah, yun mag-open mic ka, mag-open mic. Kaya ka talaga. Iba eh. Iba yung sinusulat mong jokes tapos hindi mo alam kung tatawa yung mga tao. Yeah. Oh. Yung, yung ano lang, different. yung fear na yan. I mean, I'm, I'm okay writing jokes and stories pero nahirapan ako pag ako mismo yung mag-joke. Same, same. Different din yun eh. It's such yeah. a different um, uh, skill. Kasi meron ding paano mo siya i-deliver. Yes. Diba? Hindi mo rin alam. It's, it's so hard. Tsaka <laughs> may halo siyang kailangan may charm ka rin. I mean, hindi lahat. Yeah. Parang para sa akin, comedy is not something you could just learn. Tapos, gawin mo. Minsan, it's just, pag, wala, pag walang humor talaga sa katawan mo, it's just, don't. Parang yan. Correct. Kaya, kaya respeto ko sa mga stand-up comedians natin. Lalo na dito. Kasi, sa ngayon kasi parang niche market pa rin siya eh. Like what the Comedy Manila guys are doing. Pero natutuwa ko nung time na pinaparagin sila kasi para kayo na palaki yung venue nila, para na nang parang may nanonood. Hassle lang kasi, again, the whole COVID thing happened na parang feeling yes. ko, andun na sila sa palaki at sabihin oh. although they Medyo do... Medyo back to square one. Yeah. Well, bumalik sila sa square kasi ngayon nasa Zoom na lang yung mga... <laughs> Ah. Square? Square many. Hindi lang square one. Maraming yan. Yung podcast mo ba ito? May mga sound effects ka rin. Yung mga wala. wala eh. Wala eh. I don't know if I should put sound effects pero we'll see. We'll see. Kung pumatok yung sound effects sa podcast, why not? Why not? 
<laughs> alam mo sobrang sobrang hate ko yung mga ganun sa mga movies right. or mm. sa mga shows yung pag may pang 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 uh, kasi yung I, I directed the movie with Bong tapos yung editor was insisting on putting like yung mga ganun <laughs> Nalagay niya yun sa first cut ng no movie. Tapos yung mukha ko talaga, yung parang... <laughs> tang- tanggalin mo yan. Hindi nakakatulong yan sa, sa comedy. Oo oh, eh. Para siyang... Anay. When do you think, ano, ma-elevate yung Philippine comedy to the point na hindi na natin kailangan yun? Because I feel like at this point, ginagawa yun because akala nila, yun yung gusto ng mga tao. They're expecting that. When do you think my elevate tayo above that? It it will happen if producers are brave enough to believe na hindi na nila kailangan. Kasi, I mean, aware naman tayo dun sa para like the whole mainstream comedy and uh, indie comedy na parang Mm-mm. sinasabi nila na ah, kasi pang masa to, ayan, ganito, ganyan. Ito, ganito sila matatawa. Pero para sa akin kasi, parang ang weird na magdikta sa mga tao ngayon kung ano yung nas nakakatawa. Parang feeling ko kasi dahil yun lang yung ginagawa natin for the longest time, doon na sila nasanay. Pero if you Mm-mm. show them something na unique na hindi mo naman kailangan magpaka-baba or yung magpaka-classy sa comedy, people would really watch. Like a big example of that is Pangarap Kong Hold Up. Like, Beautiful. That's one of those comedies na hindi siya like mainstream pero ang bobo niya enough na gustuhan ng mga tao. I mean, you've, I'm guessing you've watched I've it. I've seen diba? it, uh-huh. Yeah. So parang, meron namang gumagawa. Kahit man ako, sinusubukan ko pa rin siyang gawin sa mga movies ko na parang, as much as possible, I, told, I tell the producers na parang, hey, huwag natin gawin masyadong that mm-hmm. uh, amazing. I mean, style yun ng director din eh. I mean, those films na sinasabi natin mainstream, it's tied to how Wenderamas does comedy or Joyce Bernal. That's their style of doing comedy. Hindi siya dapat parang basehan na ito lang dapat yung comedy natin. Pero again, it comes to the whole thing with producers. Na if they believe in the filmmaker that does films na this comedy is something that people would watch, they mag-gamble mag- siya. Hey there! Alex Calier here. Bakit ako nandito? Kasi gusto kong ipalam sa'yo na may podcast din ako. It's called Punchline with Alex Calieja. I talk about everything. Serious, happy, sad, pero sa dulo, may punchline or may comedy. Again, it's Punchline with Alex Calieja. Available on Spotify o kung saan ka man kumukuha o naikinig ng podcast. Namumukhaan kita, nilista ko pangalan mo, kaya see you there. Hi! This is Sanaya and I'm a well-being junkie. It's true, I admit it. I love everything to do with mind, body, and energy, and I'm constantly on a journey of learning, exploration, and self-discovery. So I created a podcast to talk to experts, influencers, and thought leaders to be inspired by new ideas. So join me on the Project Loving Myself podcast, because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship you have with yourself. You are loved. of the new podcast on Podcast Network Asia called Class Clown. Now, I try to learn about the world through the lives of different professionals each week alongside by another stand-up comedian. 
The topics are limitless, the jokes are aplenty, only here on FastFound. Like we talked earlier that you were the student of my stepdad. Matagal na nang sinasabi sa akin that I have to watch Blue Bustamante. As in, tagal na, you have to watch this, you have to watch this. Hindi ko naman mahagap. So parang, I don't know how I'm going to watch it, pero thank you. Pero he he really believes in Blue Bustamante. And so, um, na, nasa YouTube oh. na siya for free. So we have a... No way! Yeah, pin, pinusta na siya ni yung buong film. So parang, oh. Okay. Ah. Yeah. How does it feel seeing your finished work like that? 2013 pa yun eh, pero was that your first? That's that was my first full length. Kaya mm. I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Lalo na yung mga huwag gawin pagdating sa <laughs> Give me an example. Ano yung kailangan malaman ng mga new oh, filmmakers? Man. No expectations. Uh, it's more of, okay, nung time kasi nun, the budget, nung nakuha kami, ang budget nun was 2 million. And for someone na parang bago to filmmaking, akala ko that was a lot. Na parang sabi ko, yeah, bibili ako ng kotse and something. <laughs> it sounds like a lot to me. It Again, sounds like a right, lot. Again, right, diba? Uh-huh. Apparently, sobrang kulang pala yun sa gusto ko mangyari sa film ko. Kasi we shot in Japan. We flew to Japan and shot some scenes. What? Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Pero fun fact, sinulat ko kasi yung movie na yun kasi yun yung excuse ko para pumunta ng Japan. <laughs> so, that okay. was my first trip to Japan. <laughs> As in, yung original concept ko sinan sa Boracay lang nangyari. Tapos yung nakuha ako sa cinemon para gawin natin Japan to para mas budget. And para masaya. Na, yeah. Pero dahil din nun, nagka-utang-utang ako kasi kulang pala yung budget. <laughs> so film and sobrang ang hirap niyang gawin surprisingly enough nung final product niya maraming nagkagusto or naging mm-hmm. ayoko naman sabihin naging na, culty yes, culty siya ng siya konti cult following uh, in some ways nakilala yung how I write humor and, or how I was as a filmmaker na parang comedy pero hindi siya like flashy toyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoyoy
early 90s siya. Bioman. Bioman. I mean, halos yeah, makikita na tayo. Ka Feeling ko. Uh, alam ko mo kayo. Yeah. So parang, I, I wrote Blue Boost. Five man. man. I five remember man. there was one. Five man. Tamang-tawa ako sa pangalan. How creative. <laughs> ilan sila? Five ilan sila? Uh, hmm. Five, sir. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Matakot kayo, gosh. Lima lang yung kalaban na. Hindi, <laughs> tsaka mas, mas, parang nung bata ako, mas nag-cling on ako sa mga ganong superheroes kaysa sa mga Marvel or X-Men. Kasi feeling ko, mas nagustuhan ko sila kasi para sila mas organized na superhero. Parang color-coded sila by numbers. Mer- ano mo yun? Parang pwede ka mag-cling on sa isang color kasi mahilig ako sa color blue so color blue yung, yung gusto ko. So, ako. And from that, I Natawa ko with Power Rangers kasi ginawa nilang color per race. I don't know kung napansin mo yan. Yeah. Yellow But, for the Asian. Naging, <laughs> diba? Red for the medyo olive skin. Uh, ano. Diba? Natawa din ako. Black Ranger, the Black Ranger. Noong <laughs> time na yung feeling ko, yeah. late na nila na-realize yun. Naging woke na ng unti mga tao. Parang, hmm, may mali yata tayong ginawa hmm. din. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hindi siya nag-age well hindi at nag-age all. Well. Kung gawin siya ngayon. Oh, yeah. But so anyway, sorry, Blue Boss naman. Oh. Let's talk about that experience some more. So, sabi mo maraming mga set, not setbacks, pero marami kang hindi na-expect as a new filmmaker. What else were those things? Uh, yung ano, uh, again, expectation and yung, yung end product niya, na parang, that was my first film na papanoorin ng maraming tao. I mean, naramdaman ko lang yan when I was editing the film and malapit na kami doon sa premiere namin. Tapos nagkaroon ako ng todong anxiety attack doon kasi parang, oh no, anong sasabihin nila sa film ko pag lumabas. I mean, may ganun eh. Like, di ko siya pinapansin for the longest time. Pero nung nagiging unti-unting totoo na na it's a film and papanorin ng mga tao. Sobrang on the premiere day, nagtago ako sa mga tao. Never ako nagparamdam kasi parang sobrang ina-attack ako. Baby na, mo yun like, eh. Yeah. Tapos parang, Nalala ko nung premiere nun, basang-basa yung kilikili ko kasi parang hindi <laughs> ko kilala yung mga tao nandun. Basta may mga artista dun, hindi ko kilala. Kasi nagba-blackout ako noon kasi parang kabado-kabado ako anong mangyari. End product niya. Pero nawala siya nung premiere nung may mga tumatawa ng tao. Medyo na ganun ako parang, ha, okay na, pwede na yun. Uh-uh. Isa, may isang haha na, okay na ako dun. <laughs> Just that one, masaya ka na. <laughs> So it's hard for someone, a uh, first-time filmmaker, and you're gonna do a dumb concept like that. Na siro magakalang may pumayag kumuha na pelikula na may bioman at to shoot sa Japan na na concept. Yeah. So I don't know. Feeling ko it's a good gamble. Parang feeling ko hindi ko pag hindi ko siya nagawa ng tama. Uh, wala na ako sa industry. Parang ganon. It's like a make. Yes. It's like a make or break for me in time then, and I'm glad I'm still here doing yes. dumb stuff. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> How are si- you as a director? Sorry. How are you as a director? Sobrang Hands sumo. on, kaba. Hands on. Sumo. Tapos masungit. Hindi ah, ako proud on. It's just na magumabot na ng mga late night. Tapos alam mo yung tinasab sinasabi ako na na may cut off na yung artista mo ganyan. Medyo parang, huwag na tayo guys. Hindi <laughs> pero, abang tumatagal naman while being a director or working, 
unti-unti mo nang na-manage yung stress level. Aware, alam ka, alam mo na kung ano yung dapat gawin. Natuto akong mag-problem solving during shoot na pag may ganito nangyari. Pero at the same time, particular ako sa humor ko when it comes to shooting. Like, minsan may mga jokes ako sinusulat sa script na hindi naiintindihan ng crew. So, sinasabi ko lang sa kalina, hindi, basta, gawin niya lang. Maniwala kayo sa akin. <laughs> Kasi, ang hirap, ang hirap i-share sa kanila yung vision ko doon ng mangyayari sa joke. Kasi, minsan may papagawa sa kanila, like, okay, I, I made this film called Tall. Siya yung last film na ginawa ko. Na, para siyang Tito Vic and Joey type na humor. And, ang dami ko doon mga jokes na parang running gag. Na, dahil budget-wise, yung scheduling ng mga artista, hiwalay-hiwalay. Parang kung nag-shoot kami ng two days, tas after a month, mag-shoot ulit kami. Yung continuity ng mga bigote nila, hindi na, hindi na pantay-pantay. So, ang ginawa ko, nung, ganito, nung nalaman ko na gano'n na yung scheduling namin, sinama ko na siya doon sa joke ng movie na yung character, napapansin na nung makasama niya na parang, di ba may bigote ka kanina? Hindi, wala. Wala ka napapansin. <laughs> Pinasok ko na siya doon sa, sa movie. Kaya parang, kasi feeling ko, pag nanonood ka, mapapansin mo rin talaga yung bigote niya na parang, teka, wala siyang bigote kanina. Ganyan. Hanggang sa natapos namin yung pelikula, like, right on the spot, sinulat ko na yung script na parang, yung bigote niya, ganun na. Tanggapin na natin yung guys. Huwag na natin pansin na yun. Ginamit mo na lang. Suspension of disbelief. Yes. Ganun na lang. <laughs> Tsaka sabi, sabi ko, parate ako may rule na. Pag comedy naman, okay lang yan. Kasi, there's, Totoo, for, actually. for some reason, you can get away with a lot of stuff with comedy, especially with continuity. <laughs> yes. Kasi, parang, How did you adjust to changes on set or changes in production? Because I, I remember talking to you in other podcasts that sabi mo, ang daming changes na nangyari oh. within shooting. It's more so of... So how did you adjust to those? It's more of, ano, tanggap ko na na during shoot, may mga nangyayari talaga. Kasi parang pag pumasok ko on shooting day, kahit gano'n kami ka-prepared sa pre-production, pag may nangyaring mali or may kulang or may di mapulo, it could wreck your day or mindset na parang, ah, bakit? Ganun, ganun. So ever since nun, parang tinanggap ko na na pag may shoot, ang mindset ko parang something would fuck up. And tatanggapin ko na. And kailangan ready lang ako sa kanya. Which, is, which happens 80% of the time. <laughs> Like, Oo nga, it sounds like a hassle. Tapos parang pag sobrang perfect naman nung day of shoot, nagpapanik ako kasi parang parang feeling ko, it's too, it's too perfect. Parang nasusunod lahat na nagustuhan ako. May mali dito. May ganun na siya eh. Pero, I mean, it's part of the job. It's, it's the, ano naman eh. Kailang, as a director, parang feeling ko kailangan mong, dahil ko yung captain of the ship, you know how right. to steer the boat then kung, kung may nangyaring ganito, kailangan quick uh, thinking na how are you gonna put it sa... Eh, how are you pull it off na hindi kayo maapektuhan sa, sa shoot. And feeling ko doon ako mas proud na naging right. ganun akong klaseng director. Oo nga eh. What was the biggest challenge that you had to adjust to? Not just with Blue, with any of the movies that you had to do. De- okay. Pinaka... Huh. Well... Yung Blue kasi, sorry. Alam ko, it's the it's uh, oldest film. Pero, when we went to Japan, wala kaming Japanese actress. 
and wala kami permit to shoot anywhere. <laughs> oh. So we went there guerrilla style and yung yung PD namin as art uh Sinaho Sakamoto was actually a Japanese, half Japanese siya. So pumunta kami sa hometown niya sa Oh man, I forgot. Was somewhere north of Japan. Like train after pagbaba ng airplane, we took like five trains going there. Wow, malayo. Malayo. Sa city. Parang siya yung province of Japan, something mm. like that. And do kami nag-shoot para wala masyadong manghuli wow. sa amin. Tapos yung actress, meron siyang kaklase noon na sakto na sa Japan. Na hapon din. So tinawagan lang niya, "Nakay gusto mag-acting." <laughs> <laughs> so there and there nagkaroon ng artista yung mga lo- pag pinanood mo yung movie mga locations na kung saan kami nag-shoot doon nahanap lang namin on that day kasi wala kaming preparations na, eh, preparations na oh dito tayo mag-shoot and ganyan kasi naglalakad lang kami tapos parang uy okay yun uy okay yung train station na yun. shoot kami and luckily ang ganda parang na- in-improve nyo lang lahat <laughs> sobrang improv And oh my god. For someone na nag-improv, the movie was almost improv. Kasi What do you mean almost? Kasi si Jun, <laughs> yung artist ako si Jun Sabaton and si Joe M. Na bisinot naman kami script. Pero minsan tinatapo ko yung script pag pinag-uusap ko lang sila dalawa. Tas oh, basta ito yung topic kasi pagkwentuhan niya lang ako ano yung yung ganun. So Galing. Marami do sa film na parang Parang, nasa script ba yun? Mapapagano kayo? Nasa script ba yun? Ba't yung ginawa yun? So, Is that something you want to explore? Kasi alam ko, there are some directors that just have an outline. Tapos, bahala na yung actors mag-improvise ng script. I believe uh, Dante Mendoza does that. You parang, yeah. okay, ito yung mangyayari, but you just do whatever on your own. Is that something that you, um, a, a, a direction that you want to take with your f- future films? No. Actually, ganun ako mag- mag-direct. Pero, In general. Pero not 100% improv. Parang, it's a mix of both depending on the story, the the idea, and the actors. Pag yung actors ko, alam ko na they could they could improv or, you know, misa sinasabi ko lang sa kanya. Ang pinaka big example niyan was Gerald Napoles. Na, may ginawa kami recently na project. Na, may script. Pero kin- kinausap ko siya na parang hindi mo na necessarily kailangan sabihin to by verbatim. Like, alam mo lang na ito yung tatay ka, ganito yung usapan yun. For me, it's more of ano, collaboration with the actors din. Na ayoko maging 100% na vision ko lang siya. Gusto ko pag may joke ako or may sketch, gusto ko involved din yung mga talents with it para mukhang natural yung dating yung scene or something like that. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. For more info on the shows and the network, visit www.podcastnetwork.asia. And Podmetrics, the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast. Track your podcast stats across multiple platforms to have a full view of your audience and clout. Sign up and create your free account at podmetrics.co and use my referral code. Tawalets, all caps, Tawalets, no apostrophe, just big letters, Tawalets.